0: I hate the fact that it's cool to be black these days.
1: Good. I hate this hip-hop fucking influence on white fucking suburbia. Good. And I hate Tabitha Sorin and all her Zionist MTV fucking
0: pigs telling us we should get along. Save the rhetorical bullshit, Hillary Rodham Clinton,
2: because it ain't gonna fucking happen. Open our eyes. Every night, thousands you know, of these parasites stream across the border. So
3: there
2: are two million illegal immigrants bedding down in this state tonight. million just to lock up a bunch of illegal immigrant criminals. There's nothing funny going on here. This is about your life and mine. the statue of liberty it says give me your tired you're hungry you're poor well it's americans who are tired and hungry and poor and i say until you take care of that close the fucking book I don't see anybody doing anything about it and he fucking pisses me off This is not our fucking neighborhood. It's a battlefield something about it oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. god damn right
0: What's up, family? Thank you all very, very much for tuning in to another episode of the motherfucking Eagles S, the number one podcast on the d- dissident right for Negro Zoology. <laughs> it's your boy, John Fashcroft. And with me tonight, our boy, Mr. WhiteTuber. Are you there, brother?
4: Hell, Fashcroft.
0: Hell, oh, man. Thanks for coming on, bro. I know you've been uh been busy here lately, man. So it's good to get to talk with you, man. I'm hoping yeah, we get I to step
4: P.M. game up,
0: you know? Yeah, I'm hoping we get to uh do the bit tomorrow too, man. That'll be fun. How you been yeah, doing, brother?
4: Same shit. Long, stressful week. It's just
0: always. You know? Yeah, man. Uh, my week's been interesting too, man. I didn't uh, work Thursday because of a kerfuffle within the company. <laughs> I said, man, I'm so lucky that, uh, you know, I'm a good electrician and I work hard and my company likes me because <laughs> they should have fired my ass a long time ago. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I just don't like, uh, passive aggressive shit you know what i mean i don't like people who you know we got this guy this new guy who likes and and i'll tell you what man to be honest man being totally 100% honest the dude is sharp he's a sharp fucking electrician right he knows his shit he's he's old as fuck he's been a journeyman for 100 years you know what i mean so he knows like all these calculations and shit like that by heart you know what i mean He can like write them on the fucking wall and do them i know that you know it is impressive but he's got like this weird thing where he wants to create problems so like he can come and save the day you know what i mean kind of shit uh so it's been a real it's been a real uh rocky fucking uh i don't know introduction for the guy (laughs) because i don't you know a lot of the other guys are real good dudes and they're real uh conflict averse right they'll just kind of like take it and take it and kind of keep their head down i said not me dude i'll i'll just bust a gasket <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and yeah i did the other day and yeah it was fucking it was pretty funny man but uh, it's all good now man so you know what i mean that's the way it goes you know and that's like one of those things i always say about like our thing this is a perfect example for the way we could move forward with our thing like collectively you know there's always that motherfucker at work that you can't stand but you deal with him and he move forward because you know there's work to be done, right? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? We could take a, we could, we could learn a lesson from that uh, interactions, you know what I mean? The things like that. But yeah, guys, tonight, I hate man.
4: fucking lesbians. I have to deal with a lesbian. I just want to fight, you know? Wait, what? Lesbian. Yeah, I had to deal with a lesbian. I just want to fight you. It's like, what are you trying to act like a dude? Well,
0: when, uh. I'm like a Wigger lesbian. When we first started, there's a chick on our job now, but she's like a Mexican that speaks no English. And she just like sweeps up for the painters. It's pretty funny, actually. But when we first started this job that I'm on now, there was this big bull dyke fucking lesbian. I mean, I don't even know if she was a lesbian. She might not have been a lesbian. She was just a big butchy bitch. You know what I mean? And uh, she drove like so when I first started this job, it's a huge commercial remodel. So they had a bunch of the floors cut out. Right. They had like trenches cut in the floors so they could run. You know, we had to run some electric in there. They had to run plumbing and shit. It's a common thing. Right. They'll bring gas saws in and cut the uh, routes out and you go and you lay your pipe and shit in there, your conduit. And then they come and backfill it with concrete shit. Well, when they were doing that, they had this big I mean. She was probably five, ten, five, eleven, every bit of two eighty just a big bitch dude and she dro- she drove around the bulldozers and shit And she was always like you know that's like women on the job site all they know that they're entering men's space they know they don't belong so they always overdo it you know what i mean like she would drive the fucking she would drive the fucking little uh bobcat thing haul assing through the fucking thing and like turning it all aggressively and shit for no fucking reason trying to like Show that she could control the bobcat. It was fucking... It's so irritating. I've told you before about um, a job site I was on where there was a female welder, and some dude made some, like, dick joke or some shit somewhere around her. I don't even know exactly what happened, but somebody said something in this bitch's presence. Another Mexican, uh, a Mexican chick, she worked on this welding crew, and someone said something in her presence that pissed her off so much that she went and told the GC and the gc made us all come sign these little fucking documents saying that we would fucking it's like a like a sensitivity document saying we would watch our mouths and like not curse on the job site and shit because of this fucking bitch i hate having women on the job site and the good thing about the one that's there now is she like doesn't speak english and like doesn't interact with anybody she just keeps her head down and like sweeps the floor for the painter's But yeah. Anyhow, guys, um <laughs> love Lammy. Oh some man, part. <laughs> I'm muted. Hello? Yeah, oh, can you oh yeah, yeah, I figured you were doing what uh, you said earlier. So talking. No, I was all uh,
4: talking, I'm like oh, <laughs> like oh shit, my bad I was muted the whole time. Fuck. No, I was just saying I'm tired of these like little dykes, like they overstep and try to act like like like, like 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 talk to you a certain way. And I'm very like macho and shit and like they can instantly tell. You know, I can tell they're a dyke and they can tell what I am, you know? We just don't get along.
0: Yeah, and you especially—you cannot, you especially cannot let bitches like that have any kind of power. They can't even be like a supervisor, <laughs> right? Because they just start fucking freaking I'm out, man, you,
4: bro. I, was, I swear to God, I had a, I worked at a restaurant, bro. I had—I swear to God, she must have been twenty-one years old, and she was the fucking assistant manager. Who—who who, who did you fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, we're all adults here, and this bitch would tell me to like hurry up. I would just stop walking, stand there for 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> just on principle, yeah, right?
4: Yeah, just on principle. No, bitch, don't tell me shit. That didn't, that didn't work out too good. She hated me, boy. Oof.
0: The only time I've ever had a female boss was when I was way younger. Uh, I was in my real early 20s, 22, 23, somewhere in there. Very early 20s. And I worked at a call center for a short amount of time. And my boss was a bull dyke. And she fucking hated me uh because i was like flirtatious with you know that's how i am right and all the chicks on the team and shit all like me i actually ended up going out and getting drinks with them and shit and hanging out like uh it was a thing and that fucking bulldog bitch hated me bro she fucking hated me so she would like for no reason oh, right you, overly like overly yeah. flex her power you know what i mean like i would come in in the morning and i would sit down and i would take you know i would be on time to work but like you know i would be getting my shit set up and i might be 30 seconds, a minute late, logging on to the thing, boom, I've already got, like, this little nasty gram, this little shitty, shitty bull dyke nasty gram in my fucking mailbox, you know, because you got the intra-team mailbox where you can message one another for questions and get a hold of your manager, and shit's like, hey, I got the... All this shit. I mean, dude, I had... If I wasn't... <laughs> if I wasn't logged on and ready in that motherfucker, like, before it was time to go live, like, she was... She was just a fucking bitch, dude. She ended up actually firing me for being late after going and fucking... I had to drive way the fuck out of town to get my son because it's a long story. But anyway, yeah. Uh,
4: like Women at work either want to fuck you or they hate your guts.
0: Yeah. yeah.
4: That's all I've seen.
0: I mean, I got along with everybody. That was the crazy thing about working at the call center, man. Uh, those things should be abolished right yeah, uh those things should be at or or segre- or, or or segregated, segregated by yeah, sex, sex. but yeah dude or i mean in and by race i mean that would be amazing but at and least by race. sex cuz i mean dude that is just it's like back then this so this this when i worked there that was like before like tinder and dating apps and shit the call yeah, center, it was like Tinder. The call center was like Tinder, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're just, like yeah, you just like, fucking yeah, you're just like, but I got along with everybody, you know what I mean? Because I was a, fucking you know, I've always been, you know, a, a crazy, like, goofy, Some high you know, extro- like, reds like,
4: try like, like, <laughs> <me>, like, <laughs> like trying to, like, get me sit in her car and shit. Like, what the fuck? Oh, Bugs, dude, yeah, I used to go to time, shit like that, bro. Like, what the yeah. fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah it was fucking wild, yeah, always going to lunch with them- yeah it was fucking it was yeah, wild man fuck all day I gross. mean that's just that's all it is and and it's it's a damn shame because you know i even uh there was a, a particular chick on my team, I never like like fucked her or anything like that, you know, I maybe mean? we hung out a lot, dude, she would like come to my house and kick it, uh, and she ended up she, she would come over and kick it, i mean. Uh, you know, at the time we were like smoking pot and shit, you know what I mean? So she would come over and smoke and we would leave on our fucking lunch break and smoke and shit and fucking, she would even bring like, every now and again, she'd be like, I'm going to bring my boyfriend with me. (laughs) She would come over and kick it with me. Oh my God, it was weird, bro. You know what I mean? But like, the crazy thing about it is, is like, that's, that's the way that shit works. Like, that shit was never, like, intended to get weird like that. But, like, we just got along at work, right? Because I would sit there and, like, yo-yo and shit. I had, like, these yo-yos, and I would sit there and yo-yo, and I would, like, uh, bounce a racquetball and all kinds of shit while I was working because we were just sitting there talking, and I hate sitting down like that. You know what I mean? So I'd always be up moving around, joking, fucking around, throwing shit at people. You know what I mean? That's just who I am. I'm just a clown. Yeah, I'm just a clown like that. So we just got along. And uh, and that's that is why you can't have um, intersex businesses like that because that's always going to be the way it works, right? You're gonna get in there, you're gonna get the chumming around. You know, chicks get in there, they get the chumming around with some dude. It's all innocent, and they're just friends. And uh, you know, after six, eight months, a year of working together, they just uh, they decide to start like going to lunch together. Not really meaning anything by it. at least the chick is. If the dude knows what he's doing the whole fucking time, mm-hmm. and to be honest, the chick, chick probably right. does too, if we're being fucking honest here. But yeah, she just laughed. You know what herself. I'm saying? But it, but it wasn't like, and it, it, they didn't go into it for that in reason, right? That's just where it ends up because if you get men and women around each other for eight, 10 hours a day, shooting the shit, having to work together, it's just, it's inevitable. You know what I mean? Right. It's inevitable. It's just nature. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just nature. Like that's the way it's going to go. Hey, what's up, JQ on the bridge? Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. I very much appreciate very
4: that. Too, bro. I don't like like them dressing all sexy and shit. You're just trying to work, and their asses on your face. And like, well, what kind of shit is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? What kind of shit is this?
0: Yeah, that was yeah, that was the thing about fucking uh like the, again going back to that call. That's the only uh, environment that I've ever worked in that was like this. Uh, I did work at a Pizza Hut when I was like a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I worked at a Pizza Hut and a Pretzel Shop when I was a teenager. And uh, the chicks you worked with there, uh, actually the chicks I worked at the pretzel shop were fucking with were fucking hot, dude. Have I ever told you the story of how I got my first job? Huh. <laughs> you want <hear>? to <laughs> At the pretzel shop. So uh, this is actually kind of doxy, but the only people would ever know are the people involved, so I'm gonna tell it anyway because it's fucking funny. So for my best friend, he's still my best friend to this day. Uh, we don't talk as much as we used to, man, but like that the dude is like my fucking brother. We'll always be like that, you know what I mean? But anyhow. Uh, for his sixteenth birthday, we tripped acid with his parents. Right, me, him, and another friend of ours. It was a it was a fucking hilarious night. It was fun. We had a blast. Well, the next morning we all wake up, and his parents had given him a car for his birthday. They gave them their old car, and they had gotten a new car. It's this old piece of shit, uh, like a Chrysler Town Car or some shitty thing like that. You know what I mean? It was a real shitty like uh car anyway uh and they're like hey if you guys go to the grocery store and get the stuff for breakfast we'll cook you guys breakfast you know bacon biscuits and gravy and eggs and shit so we're like all right sweet so we all take off and uh we were up to like fucking five that morning tripping i mean we're kids you know i mean i was 15 My my buddy had just turned 16 and uh we leave and we go to walmart and on the way back uh my, my brother is like hey bro you want to drive this motherfucker and i'm like yeah fuck yeah so he pulls over and uh, i get in the driver's seat and i go and i'm like driving i had never really driven before so i'm driving and i'm kind of i'm probably going about 25 right and they're juicing me up him and my other buddy are juicing me up they're like go drive this motherfucker go man so i hit it right i floor it and i go to make a left turn around this corner and i make the turn but there was a fucking parked car right there. And I fucking smoked it. Bam! Uh, complete, yeah, it was way fucked up. Completely destroyed the front of my buddy's uh, new car that he just... I mean, it wasn't new, but new to him, right? The car he yeah. just got. The, that day, he just got it. Uh, well, it's
4: kind of so, his fault for, for making you drive it.
0: We're a bunch of fucking young dumbasses, dude. So the first thing we do, and we're also like rowdy kids right we weren't the most responsible kids to begin with i mean as if the story didn't start out being obvious um we get the fuck in the car like we get out and look and then we get in the car and reverse and take off right (laughs) we go back to the fucking house and on the way there we're trying to like to devise a plan like oh what the fuck are we gonna tell them dude uh so we get back to the house and we're like man we don't know what happened uh, we, came out of, we came out of Walmart and this is what, hey, the car was like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story. So, his dad goes out there and sees it and he fucking looks at us and he's motherfucking pissed. And he was, he was so mad, he was calm. He looks at all of us, like all three of us, uh, you know, one at a time, in the eyes. And he goes, I'm calling Walmart and I'm going to see their videotape.
4: <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker.
0: So he goes back inside. Yeah, so he goes back inside, and we're all sitting out here uh, still in the driveway, like, thinking, like, man, what the fuck are we going to do? What the fuck are we going to do if he actually gets a hold of the, Like, we got to tell him. And fucking my buddy's like, no, motherfucker. You got to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, fuck, and uh, yeah, we went back in there and told him, and he made us drive to the place where we hit the car and go in and, and apologize, or get a hold of him and apologize, and he made us get jobs to pay for the insurance and the repair of the car, so like the first fucking six, eight months, I got like 50 bucks a paycheck, <laughs> and all of it was going to, uh back to his parents and shit, to pay them back you for it shit.
4: You know?
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't have no fucking choice. His dad his dad was like my dad. You know, our families were very interconnected. You know what I mean? So his dad would have just beat my fucking ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I didn't, so uh that's how it was when we were kids, you know what I mean? You had a close family like that, that you know what I mean. Their parents could smack you in the fucking head if you were being an idiot and like you you wouldn't be like shocked or surprised. You know what I mean? It's just the way it was back then, you know what I mean? Especially for my uh me and my friends. I had a bunch of uh my uh my mom was real i don't want to say bad but she took in a lot of a lot of my friends basically lived with us you know what i mean she took in a lot of wayward youth <laughs> so. it's
4: good though they gotta help them out yeah know, for chance uh, <sighs> those with the good heart get blessed you
0: know yeah that's it man
4: but any sure did the right thing
0: huh you know? yeah yeah uh after i mean we added it we all got it off worked out yeah man the dude was like yeah i seen you guys get out and then take off <laughs> he was i guess he's seen us. he was like an older dude probably in his 50s you know what i mean he just fucking yeah i don't know no, he, but
4: nowadays pops will go
0: to jail you know? yeah yeah nowadays yeah it would have been a whole fucking deal man
4: yeah everybody gone to jail <clears throat> Hell yeah.
0: Anyhow, man. So what I got, I mean, I got some other shit to talk about on the other side of the break, too, like some little like news stories and shit. But what I wanted to talk about tonight, I uh, heard about this dude on, um, fuck, I can't remember which, on some fucking podcast I was listening to on Spotify, and it tickled, it, like it, it, it caught my ear when I heard this mention. They were, like, they were mentioning this guy, Dr. Chester Pierce. Here, let me go down here. I don't know how much better this makes it for you guys. But they were mentioning this, mentioning this guy, Dr. Chester Pierce, who was like a black power Negro who oversaw the script writing and scenarios and characters and the building of the cast and the guest and basically all of. He was basically the controller of Sesame Street. This motherfucker... Was respo- what, what I, you I, mean
4: the most direct link from the Jew,
0: right? You know, and that's something I haven't had a chance to get into. I haven't had a chance to get into who the Jew was that was pulling his strings, right? Uh, but I mean, it was almost certainly a Jew that at least radicalized him, you know what I mean? Well, a lot of, a lot of it's th- not even a specific Jew, it's industrial, uh, how you say, like the industrial Judaism,
4: yeah, right. It's the institutional Judaism, a lot of these niggers are, uh, schooled in, right?
0: Piper, uh, yeah, Piper says, I have a lot of shit on Sesame Street. Well, have you heard, I'm assuming you've heard of this Negro then, right, uh, Piper? Uh, yeah, but you know, what I was gonna say is, yeah, it's, I was gonna, what I was gonna say is almost right along the same line as what you just said. You know, a lot of times, uh, these these black power negroes are like a wind up toy, right? The Jew just has to wind them up and then from there on they they take off on their own and they make a fucking It's easy. <laughs> yeah, it's real easy, man. So uh his parents, he had a black dad and his mom was like a Navajo or some engine. And they were both yeah. <laughs> and they were both cringe. like Yeah, cringy, yeah, cringe as fuck. They were both like um civil niggers. rights yeah yeah civil rights niggers yeah exactly like you know what i mean uh uh uppity they were up they were both uppity uh, niggers yeah. right yeah <laughs> nigger big shots <laughs> um and uh he i was so i was listening to i've been listening to this there's a there's a podcast you know i always tell people that we should listen and we should listen to the uh Information that our we should listen to the opinions and information that our enemies are hearing, right? And and studying for this, or not? I guess and looking into this guy, I discovered a podcast called "The Last uh, Last Black Men" or "The Last Black People of Harvard" or "The The Last Niggers of Har- Harvard," basically. And it's these it's a group of Harvard black Harvard graduates from 1963 and they just talk about race, right? That's just, like, I listened to, like, three episodes of theirs, of them just talking about race. And there was uh, one guy on there who I'm pretty sure was Jewish because they do have some, they have, like, um, other people that come on and talk about race and shit. Um, Anyway, they had a guy that wrote a book about this nigger on there, and they talked about how he was absolutely schizophrenic, right? And they even almost say as much in this podcast, right, uh, they talk about how he would walk around. He uh, he was on, like, the lacrosse team, uh, all of these sports teams. He played on, like, a shit ton of sports teams. And everybody, you know, uh, there was even one time when a coach, like, stood in front of him so he could play against this uh, football against this other team without them throwing shit on. So everybody, like, catered to this nigga, right? Everybody kissed his fucking ass everywhere he went because he was, like, the, you know— the talented 10th, uh, 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 one of the good ones, right? So, but he would always talk about how he walked around feeling like, every, he, he He always said he felt like he never belonged and everywhere he looked, uh, every time a white person walked past him, he couldn't help but think if they were thinking about like lynching him or, you know, some weird shit like that. He was a total schizophrenic, right? Everybody's yeah,
4: MK Ultra by the fucking Jews there, it sounds like, into yeah. thinking, you know, uh, why he's out to get them.
0: Oh wait, to, dude, we're we're gonna get oh. into the. There's a huge MK Ultra link here, bro. I mean, of course there is, right? Of always course there is. is. There always is. But yeah, there's a huge MK Ultra link that we're gonna get to in this. That's fucking mind blowing. When you see, so right now it sounds kind of uh, a little, you know, not maybe innocent, but it seems like, oh yeah, of course they had some Harvard nigger come and give his opinion on on racial equality and shit. But it gets, it's not. As always, when you peel that onion back, there's always a little bit more to the story, right? There's always a little bit more to the motherfucking story. Uh, so anyhow, here we go. In 1968, a year before Sesame Street went on the air, the fledgling children's television workshop, CTW, staff including Joan Ganz Cooney, Robert Davidson, David Connell, and Dr. Edward Palmer, Barbara Fringle, Samuel Gibbon, Ann Bauer, James Connell, and John Stone conducted a seminar covering five key topics, five key topic areas, I'm sorry, that uh, John Gones identified, John Gans Cooney had identified in her extensive report to the Carnegie Corporation in 1966, and it's titled, The Potential Uses of Television in Preschool Television. The seminar brought together leading experts in the fields of early childhood education, television, children's book authors, and illustrators, as well as psychologists and psychiatrists. The purpose of the seminar was to generate ideas for the production staff to develop 130 hours of child viewing. Many of the participants and advisors saw an opportunity to utilize this new experiment in television to fill some of the evident and harmful gaps in early childhood education across the country. Dr. Chester Pierce. A psychologist and professor who was a national advisor for CTW and who would become the founding president of the Black Psychiatrist of America in 1966 also saw an opportunity to provide widespread radical therapeutic treatment for black children. Dr. Pierce believed, oh yeah, I meant to say this before we got into this, this is also the nigger who coined the term microaggression right? Huh. That, that, that shit that we always hear from these faggots about microaggressing and, you know, being subtly racist and, you know what I mean? Uh, this is the guy who coined that term. Uh, so Dr. Pierce believed that television and Sesame Street in particular could play a strong role, not just in entertaining children, but in countering the racist messaging excuse me, the racist messaging that was so pervasive in the, during the 1960s Black children absorbed countless microaggressions, a condition and term that he first identified and coined via media media representation by presenting an integrated, harmonious community to challenge the marginal marginalization of African-Americans that children routinely saw on television and elsewhere in society. Pierce felt that Sesame Street could offer a vision of integrated society where everyone was a friend and treated with respect. Uh, The Smithsonian uh, Brian Green writes that Dr. Pierce helped design what he called the show's hidden curriculum of helping young black children develop a stronger sense of self-worth through positive black role models by presenting an integrated, harmonious community by challenging the marginalization of African, blah, 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 blah. We just read that uh so this is almost over um from my own personal experience and perspective the appearance of jesse jackson reciting the poem i am somebody uh on season three of sesame street by reverend william holmes borders senior quite perfectly sums up dr pierce's hidden curriculum that seeks to bolster the black minority's child's self-respect and to portray the multi-ethnic, multicultural world into which both majority and minority children are growing. All the while, special guests throughout the Sesame Street production include the likes of Odetta Holmes, uh, Mahalia Jackson, Herbie Hancock, Nina Simone, James Earl Jones, Whoopi Goldberg, the Harlem Globetrotters, and Lena Holmes, just to name a few, illuminate, the dedication, these illuminate the dedication of Dr. Pierce's vision by highlighting the diverse talents of so many remarkable men and women of color. Blah, 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 blah. And that's about the end of it. So, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. This nigger came in and completely Sesame Street from its inception was a psyop against white children. It was 100% a psyop. A, it was an MK Ultra psyop against white children to make them worship niggers that's what Sesame street was. It, it brainwashed generations of children into accepting this weird multicultural shit pot that we're all forced to deal with. Now that was a direct, it was directly responsible. And just to, and just to kind of drive the point home that this wasn't just some Negro psychologist that they came and helped advise. He wasn't just your average Negro psychiatrist. Uh, let me get this thing pulled up. I thought I had it, but it was the other one I've got, so it's right here oh this one so uh here we go dr Pierce held the this is the same uh dude we were just talking about dr Pierce held the same rank of commander in the U.S. Navy and was a senior consultant to the Surgeon General of the U.S. Air Force Children's Television Network. This was an operation by the U.S. fucking Air Force. I'll read that again. Dr. Pierce held the rank of commander in the U.S. Navy and was senior consultant to the Surgeon General of the U.S. Air Force, the Children's Television Network, Sesame Street uh, slash Electric Company, the U.S. Arctic Research Commission, the Peace Corps, and the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. This dude was heavily fucking tied. He, he, was, he was a U.S. military operative. A U.S. military operative. All right. So yeah, he was heavily tied. He, he was a U.S. military operative. And he also, he also worked with fucking Jolly West. If you guys remember who Jolly West is, Jolly West is the MK Ultra scientist who was part of the LSD experiments that basically helped... Uh, how should I say this? He was involved with the Manson family, right? So Jolly West had an apartment building uh, down by Haight-Ashbury, where, uh, down by where Manson and them used to hang out. And um, uh, thank you very much, Hapa. Uh, yes, there's only one good Doctor Pierce. But um, so yeah, Jolly West had an apartment building down by where the Manson family used to run around. Um, he would allow these these beatniks and hipsters to stay there and live in there and do whatever they want. They could fucking fucking suck, fuck, shoot heroin, smoke crack, do whatever the fuck they wanted. They just had to agree to let these uh, other students, right, these other students, these kids like that were going through his class, uh, study them and write down their behaviors and watch them, right? That's all they had to do was agree to that, and they could do whatever they want. They could stay there as long as they want. And the Manson family uh, stayed there frequently. Jolly West was known to be an LSD scientist. One of these guys was involved in the LSD studies, and he was feeding the people that would stay there LSD. He would get them blasted out of their mind off LSD, and, uh, you know, try to, um, he would fuck with them, right? The way all the he said he would fuck with their head, try to drive them crazy, see what all he could, get, he could get away with, right? So Jolly West and this Negro that we've been talking about, Dr. Uh, fuck, I can't even ever, I can, I can never keep his fucking, uh, Chester Pierce, there it is. I always remember Pierce, but I can't remember his first fucking name. But yeah, Dr. Chester Pierce and Jolly West fucking overdosed an elephant on LSD. I don't even know. I couldn't imagine how much it takes to overdose an elephant on LSD. I don't even know how much it would take to overdose a human on LSD. I have taken some pretty heroic doses of LSD before. I've taken six, seven hits at a time. You know what I mean? And that's a lot. If you've got real good LSD, that is a lot. But I've seen other people go far beyond that. I mean, I've seen people like squirt uh, Visine bottles in their mouth, like crazy shit, and they didn't die. Like I don't even understand. I mean, I guess they just gave it so much that the hallucinations were so strong that it gave it a heart attack. I mean, I I couldn't imagine, I I mean, I couldn't imagine, like, the dosage itself, uh, killing someone, but, yeah, crazy shit, so, um, excuse me, guys, I should have muted for that, I am sorry, so here we go, uh, there are times that, uh, when the best advice is ignored by those, it's intended to help, uh, if only Tusco the elephant had taken a hint from Nelly and packed his trunk and waved goodbye to Oklahoma City's, wave goodbye to Oklahoma City zoo. Yeah, by the way, this took place in Oklahoma. Uh, then maybe dear old Tusco would have avoided his untimely and non- unnecessary death on August 3rd, 1962 from a massive overdose of LSD injected by two scientists, Dr. Lewis Jolian, or Joel, Jolyon Jolian, Jolian. Jolian. Jolion, yeah, Dr. Louis Jolian Jolly West and Dr. Chester M. Pierce and Dr. Warren N. Thomas headed to, honcho, headed to the honcho at the city zoo. I can't help but think of uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, LSD was a new wonder drug. Scientists, psychiatrists, and the CIA were all fascinated with the potential of use of the drug in altering behavior, helping mental illness, possibly brainwashing, and as a potential military weapon. What Weston Pierce were keen on discovering was the drugs used in determining the co- uh, cause of episodes of temporary madness in male elephants called mush. During these phases, of aggressive behavior, male elephants secreted a fluid in their temporal gland, which on occasion could be seen oozing out of their ears. Must cause male ele- elephants to go on a rampage and stomp the shit out of stuff, kill people, and generally cause havoc. Weston Pierce hoped the dose of LSD would provoke a psychotic reaction in tusco and would cause the mush to occur the same fucking thing they were doing to people right overloading them with lsd and and other psychedelic drugs to completely mentally break them and see if they could fucking make them fly off the handle and then reel them back in to instill learned helplessness in them and just create a fucking loose cannon uh yeah here we go uh If, the, if it did, then LSD could be used in the research of psychotic behavior in elephants and humans, as it was thought that the elephant's brain was similar and considerably larger to ours. Uh, so here we go. We got a video down here we're going to kind of watch through. Uh, and that'll probably take us right into the fucking end of the thing. It's like eight minutes. Sorry, guys. There we go. In
5: 1962, three men at the University of Oklahoma injected LSD into an elephant. Like for real. They claimed they intended on performing an experiment to see if LSD would induce MUST, a common and naturally occurring condition causing elephants to become violent and out of control. It didn't. Tesco was injected with about 300,000 micrograms of LSD, and within minutes fell to the floor and suffered violent seizures and spasms.
0: Holy he died shit. less than two hours later.
5: Whether this was from direct effect of the LSD or something else has never been proven and is the subject of much controversy. This is the story of Tusco the elephant who died on LSD. Tusko the Elephant, originally from India, was a young male who eventually called the Oklahoma City Zoo his home. He found companionship with a female elephant named Judy and lived a normal life for the most part. That was until the fall of 1962 came around. Three men led by the infamous August doctor Louis on West, also known as Jolly, decided on the experiment. Jolly became famous for many different experiments and studies. He was involved in everything from studies of POWs of the Korean War, to being one of the first to call Scientology a cult, to the CIA's MKUltra Subproject 43. Dr. Jolly and his associates claimed the intent of the experiment was to study the effects of must in elephants. Must is a common reoccurring condition in which young male elephants become very unpredictable and wild. An elephant will secrete a thick black tar like substance from the temporal ducts of the sides of their head. Holy also, shit, the testosterone look at that. Levels can be as much as six times greater than normal. However, whether the surge of hormones is the sole cause of must is unknown. Scientific investigation is problematic because even the most docile elephants become highly violent towards humans and other elephants. The goal of the experiment was much like LSD experiments on humans at the time. Many believed LSD was only good for replicating insanity and bringing on severe mental breakdowns. Jolly believed that the LSD given to Tesco at the time could possibly bring on must, and once that occurred, they would sedate the elephant and research further. Well, that was the plan.
2: The night wonder in the universe! The world's only flying elephant! <laughs> <laughs>
5: Real quick, I want you to You know it's to crazy. The amount of
0: just real quick to pause it, real quick, guys. I'm sorry, but it's crazy to think back. Like, it's crazy to think, and it's obvious. Like, now having the worldview that I have now and seeing the way seeing things the way I do now, uh, it's obvious, but it's also crazy to think about how that entire fucking thing, LSD, and everything about it, the whole entire culture surrounding it from the, the, type, the style of clothes that was worn to the style of music that was uh, liked to the, the TV, everything, all of it was 100% a government operation. Yep. I mean, the movies and shit, a lot of them were made at Lookout Mountain, and the music was all made in Laurel Canyon, right? I've covered both of those things in the past. And LSD was 100% made for, for government research, right? This is a 100% government program to just indoctrinate and, and mentally destroy Generations of people. It's crazy to look at it that way now, right? Because, you know, the people who take it, right, the people who are into that lifestyle and take a bunch of psychedelics and shit, they think they're freeing their mind and tapping into this other thing. And while all right that may, man. right, yeah, while, while there may be some uh, metaphysical aspects to these drugs, they are still, you cannot deny, you cannot look past the fact that they are 100% a government operation, man, a government created thing. Wild, dude.
5: LSD given is very controversial. The dosage for Tusco was unwisely chosen based on the assumption that elephants would be resistant to its effects, much like other animals had in previous experiments. See, for whatever reason, when they gave most animals LSD, they were much less sensitive to the compound than humans were. For example, a large dose of LSD for a human would be around 200 micrograms. Based on this, the calculated dose for an elephant tusco size, if used in the same formula, would actually be 9,000 micrograms and not the 270,000 that was injected. And if it was based on the metabolic rate of Tesco which is much more likely the correct way, it would actually only be 3,900 micrograms. And if based on the brain size, it would only be 640 micrograms. Yes, deciding on interspecies LSD dosages is very complicated, but to instantly believe the animal would be resistant to the drug was irresponsible, and whether the LSD is actually killed the animal or not, the dosage selection was poorly I considered.
0: Don't, that I don't oh, yeah. know if LSD I guess sad. if you took enough you know it could kill you but I think it would I think you would maybe just like okay. have a heart attack you'd probably so end up killing yourself in exactly some crazy way Tusco
5: it all so started the day probably. before the experiment when Jolly's team injected placebo into Tusco using a dart gun the same mechanism that would be used the day after to inject the actual compound After the placebo was injected, Tusco began to act a bit restless for a few minutes, but eventually went on with his regular day and showed no changes. The next day, his reaction was much different. Upon being injected with the LSD, Tusco began to act restless as he did the day before, but then stopped running and began to appear disoriented. His mate Judy approached him and appeared to attempt to support him. He began to sway back and forth until his back legs buckled, and it became difficult for him to maintain himself upright. Only five minutes after the injection, Poor he trumpeted loudly, yeah, dude. And collapsed, disgusting, fell heavily onto his right side, defecated, and Wasn't began to fun. have severe convulsions. The limbs on his right side hyperextended yeah, they... and held stiffly out from the body. The limbs on the left side were curled up into the body, and there were tremors throughout. His eyes stood closed, but were fidgeting in the socket, and his breathing began to get very rough. His tongue, which he had bitten, was purple. About 20 minutes after the initial LSD dose, promazine hydrochloride was administered directly into the veins in Tesco's ears to alleviate the spasms he was suffering from. However, over the next hour, it had little to no effect. Despite a last-minute effort to save Tusco with an injection of pentobarbital sodium, a compound used to decrease the effects of LSD, he died less than two hours after the LSD
0: had been injected. They scared that fucking thing Not to Tusco death. That's exactly so, what happened. He had
5: died from strangulation secondary to laryngeal spasms. Basically, he choked to death. Oh, well,
0: yeah. yeah. He fucking choked to death. And if you hear, like, what they the were saying... ...was discovered uh, to help yeah. with the must disorder. If you pay attention to what they were saying, you can tell that the elephant died from panic, right? They were talking about his eyes darting around, his legs locking out, him immediately like losing his his equilibrium and falling over. Like that that fucking animal started tripping and it freaked out because they don't understand, right? Like they're a fucking animal, right? A human would probably be more able to handle a large I mean, maybe not that large of a dose, because you're not the size of a fucking elephant, but you know what I'm saying? Mentally. That that elephant basically Panicked, it had a panic attack and fucking died because they shot yeah, it up with crazy know what drugs. are. Yeah, exactly. You know? It doesn't realize that it's fucking hallucinating because these assholes just shot it full of fucking drugs. Yeah. But this is the fucking, this is the nigger who wrote what they called the hidden curriculum for Sesame Street, dude. I don't know, man. That just blew my mind, dude. Uh, listening to that. Uh, and finding that out, I you know I, I just always assume, I mean, you know, I was sure like I assumed it was like surely written by like a Jew, right? Because there are those, um, I know, right? Those themes in there, right? Those obvious Jewish themes in there of like obviously, right? All of the different animals are representative of different peoples, and they're representative of a collective uh, multicultural community. A Jew
4: himself could have written it right
0: exactly exactly and i just always assumed it was but to find out it was like this radical black panther nigger that did it right just kind of i don't know it stood it, it shocked me i didn't expect that you know what i mean usually the black panther niggers are the ones that like get indoctrinated by this kind of shit but not usually the ones writing it right it's almost like you know it's almost always a jew behind the scenes writing it and overseeing it right like uh what's what was uh Samuel or Stanley Levinson, the guy who wrote fucking uh, King, Martin Luther King's shit, right? There's always like a Jew that actually writes it down, but it seems like this nigga was actually the, his black power dude was actually the mastermind behind the anti-white structure to Sesame Street, man. And he was 100% a government operative. Like I said earlier, he did this for the U.S. military. Right, that was the entire reason. Uh, he was put in charge of the Sesame Street operation, right? Because he's like a Satan
4: spawn. He's a nigger and a red nigger mixed. It's automatic Satan spawnship. So he had the predisposition for this big time.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know really. I can't really find a whole bunch about his lineage, but I do know that when I was listening to the. podcast i was listening to they said his parents were civil rights uh niggers too That'll right see. and uh together. he came out and became like a black panther nigger and then got into the u.s military like i said he was a commander in the u.s navy and he was assigned to be the senior consultant for these different these are the, all of the different things they assigned this nigger to be the the uh, senior consultant for to the surgeon general of the u.s air force for the Children's Television Network, Sesame Street, and Electric Company, the U.S. Arctic Research Commission, the Peace Corps, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Uh, his professional service included committees for the National Institute of Mental Health, the National Research Council, and the National Science Foundation, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration as this well. A walk walking Yeah, exactly. Uh here what's this like second here? Uh he also served on twenty-two editorial boards. He was also the board of the World Association of Social Psychiatry, as well as on the boards of the n- local and national voluntary organizations concerned with youth, human rights, and conservation. So yeah, dude, this dude was like number one MK Ultra nigger. And they used him to help write the the shit for Sesame Street, man.
4: And this always happens when niggers get too too close to the to the juice on there. Didn't one the other one you showed last week, that crazy ass mulatto? Uh
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. I just I went on uh
4: niggers get too uppity, bro. This is what happens.
0: I went on a show just before. That's why I'm kind of a little bit disorganized tonight. Um, I was wanting to have this a little bit more structured, but I went on a show like at 7 uh, Eastern talking about that again with uh, Mises, Dominicus, and those guys, man. That dude, that shit is wild, man. I'm telling you, that nigger is so fucking funny. He's the coolest nigger ever. He's like, he is cooler than... Black Hebrew Israelites. <laughs> you know what I mean? The crazy <laughs> shit he says. The crazy shit he says. I could read that all 800 pages of it just throughout the day. Just black pick a Hebrew page. Are they yeah. are, man. It, I love what. Have I ever showed you the uh, Egyptian guy that argues with them? So there's, you know, you got the black Hebrew Israelites who stand out there and scream about them being Jews and, like, scream at white people Little and faggots shit. and stuff. Pussies yeah. faggots
4: and shit. They call them
0: their faggots. There's another, there's another nigger. His name is Shaka Upmost, And he calls himself the Hebrew killer. And he goes <laughs> and he argues with these black Hebrew Israelites that, no, we're not Jews. We, we was, were
3: actually
4: kings.
0: Yes. Yes. We were actually kings. We were Egyptians. Yeah, but and you like- have a debate? I'll find it. I'll find it during the break. Uh, We're about to go to break right now. Oh Oh, my god, dude, it's crazy, bro. They fucking they have these entire auditoriums filled with like one side of it will be all like supporters of the Black Hebrew Israelites, and the other side of it will all be supporters of like the Egyptian niggers. And they'll be like up in front of the crowd, like quoting. Like uh, the one nigger, he's got this ridiculous like side lock that comes off the side of his head, and he'll be like, coffin text one thirty (laughs) two point six. He'll start reading out this weird Egyptian shit, and then the black Hebrew Israelite will be like, give me, give me uh John five (laughs) thirty eight, and he'll start screaming the fucking uh Bible back at him. Yeah. Yeah, And then they'll be like, fucking the crowd will be like, ooh, shit. And the like, niggers will be getting up, running around in circles and like stomping their feet. It's one of the craziest things you'll ever see in your life. It's fucking, I want to go to one. <laughs> I want to go and be there in the crowd. I just want to sit in the back. I don't want to interact. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to witness this in real life. Though,
4: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, niggers in Africa don't do this shit. Only the niggers that are around whites behave this way, because they're told that they're the same as whites, and they have this coping they have to endure. Well, they're going you know? for, yeah. I was they talking have about no history. they didn't write anything down. We don't know what happened because no one wrote it down, and everyone forgot. Yeah, <laughs> they have it no was history. yeah. All it's all
0: this. just a bunch of made up shit. Yeah, they just make it up right as, as they want to. Um, but no, yeah, I was saying that the other day, man. I was talking about uh blacks being like mentally ill just by default right i don't like i said i don't think that's an excuse because none of these blacks that commit these anti-white hate crimes are any more mentally ill than any other black right uh uh daryl brooks or whatever his name is that went through and um smashed his car through the uh waukesha parade is no different than like fucking you know uh fucking thomas soul am i you know what i mean in my in my opinion right uh he's no more mentally damaged right they're both mentally damaged just because they are black people that have to be forced to pretend as though they can uh function in european civilization right just the act of expecting them to function in a white society is mental abuse Right. They can't do it, right? They're constantly on the hamster wheel trying to keep up and make themselves not look like a fucking complete and total outcast and not completely fucking uh shit the bed with everything they try to do, right? Yeah, it's, it's way out of their league. Right, exactly. Yes, exactly. The they're way out of their league, right? Yeah. Right, right. Like the ones that were right, raised yes. by, like, rich white thank people. You. They're still fuck ups. Yes, thank you. you. You that's what I was trying to get through. Yeah, they're out yeah. of their league and they're constantly trying to keep up, which drives them crazy. Sure. Yeah, exactly. The right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's even worse for the Oreos, right? Because they're trying real hard. They're trying real hard to catch up. And they're like, uh-huh. Because yeah, the dark black niggas, to some point, are like, yeah, fuck it. You know what I mean? And they just go they just go totally ghetto and feral, right? But the the, the the high yellow niggas that are trying to be, like, intellectual and insert themselves, they're trying really fucking hard to keep up. They're like that fucking pit bull. Have you ever seen how these niggas train their pit bull? And they'll put, like, a raw steak. At the front of a, a treadmill, and they'll just have the dog running on the treadmill trying to get the steak. And it's just like right there, where every now and again the steak will like tap its nose, right? Like, and that dog's trying so hard to keep, to keep up with that treadmill to get to that steak. That's what these fucking high yellow niggers are like, man. It's like uh, no
4: way, right? They can buy a Cadillac, they can find a mud shark, they can have a Jew tell them all these nice things, but at the end of the day, they're just a nigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the niggers that are way up top there, they realize you know I'm a nigger with money, or they break, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, come on now.
0: yeah, and that's exactly what happened to uh the the dude who sent out the manifesto. Right, he broke. He realized that he was just he was a he was well yeah he was just a nigger, and, and everything he was doing was a was a imitate. It was a cargo cult, right? He was cargo culting his professorship at that uh, uh, university. And, when, and then when the white teacher that he fell in love with shot him down, he just snapped. He knew he didn't belong there. He knew he was a diversity hire. He knew he could never live up to his actual position, right? He knew he could never live up to a professorship at fucking like MIT or, 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 or UCLA, I'm sorry. It was the, the nigger we just got through talking about was at MIT. Uh, but yeah, at UCLA, he knew he could never live up to that, so he just completely snapped, right? And yeah, once the white woman turned him down, it was just too much. He had already mentally broken. He was trying to hopefully he could get with this white woman and feel a little bit accepted and feel a little bit like he had broken through that glass ceiling. But when she shut him down, he just fucking broke. But anyway, guys, we're going to go to fucking break. Uh, I'm going to try to find that uh, (laughs) Hebrew Slayer shit. And we got some other shit to talk about on the other side, man. I hope y'all enjoyed the first half. I hope that was interesting to y'all, that little tidbit about... The MK Ultra nigger that created Sesame Street or wrote, I'm sorry, wrote the hidden curriculum, built the structure for Sesame Street. We're going to go to break, family. We'll see you all in just a bit.
1: Hello. Last week, we ended our discussion of the rising tide of anti-Jewish feeling around the world with the optimistic thought that this may be the beginning of the end for the tribe that has caused So much misery and destruction for others. Some listeners have told me that I was being far too optimistic. They reminded me that the Jews don't really have to worry about the fact that many Europeans hate them. Every synagogue in France could be burned to the ground, and it wouldn't do much to shake Jewish power, which lies in the Jews' control of the U.S. government which in turn depends on the Jews' control of the mass media of news and entertainment in America. The Jews always have been hated by every people among whom they have lived, and they haven't let that worry them much or cause them to change their behavior. In fact, there have been times when Jewish leaders welcomed the hatred directed against Jews by Gentiles because this hatred hindered assimilation and generated a stronger Jewish hatred of the Gentiles, along with a stronger Jewish feeling of solidarity. So, what is it about this new wave of anti-Jewish feeling that makes me think it really can lead to the end of Jewish domination of our society? First, I am not predicting anything specific. I just have a feeling, an intuition, based on several things that are happening now. Back in the 1960s and 1970s, when the Jews were really trashing American society, turning everything upside down and rearranging it to suit themselves, I was mostly an observer, first from the university campus, where I was teaching, and later from Washington, D.C., where I finally began to write and to speak out. For the most part, I just watched from the sidelines while the Jews organized huge, pro-black, so-called civil rights demonstrations and equally huge, pro-Viet Cong, so-called peace demonstrations. I could see some very bad trends, some very dangerous and destructive trends being established. But of course, neither I nor anyone else could be certain where these trends would take us. Most of my colleagues at the university believed that we were merely going through a temporary social disruption and that things would settle down later. They weren't willing to do anything or to take a stand. In fact, in my own case, it wasn't until 1975 that I began writing my first novel, The Turner Diaries, in which I extrapolated the trends that I had been observing for well over a decade and predicted that they would lead to a long-term degenerative change in American society and that this degenerative change was a deliberate consequence calculated by those promoting the trends. Now, other thinking Americans cannot evade the same conclusion that I reached in the 1970s. They can see what the Jewish push for uncontrolled immigration from the third world has done to America. They know who it was that pushed through the big change in our immigration laws back in 1965. They can see what the Jewish promotion of feminism has done to the white birth rate in America. And they can understand that together these two things, non-white immigration and the Lord white birth rate, will lead very soon to the extinction of our race and the end of the civilization that our ancestors spent thousands of years building for us. They can experience every day the insanity of the multiculturalism endlessly promoted by the Jews through every medium under their control from Hollywood to Madison Avenue and forcefully imposed on us by our government. And they can see what it is doing to our young people. They can see the growing confusion and alienation and demoralization They can smell the stench of the non-stop Jewish propaganda of equality and democracy and non-resistance and racial death being spewed onto us by the Jewish media during every hour of every day. Now, all of these things I've just mentioned have been with us for a while. They've been pushed and promoted and built up during the past 40 years. And for most of that time, They have not resulted in any great degree of resolve among thinking Americans to put up any resistance to what the Jews are doing. In fact, for most of that time, I kept hearing the same excuses for inaction. You can't blame all of the Jews for what a few Jews are doing. Or, there are Gentiles every bit as bad as the Jews, so don't try to blame it all on the Jews. And of course, there are Gentiles every bit as bad as the Jews. Worse, in fact, because on top of all their other crimes, they are traitors. They are collaborators. And in my eyes, there is no worse crime than collaboration with the Jews against our people. I am pleased to note that the Palestinians, at least, know how to deal with collaborators. And I can only hope... That when the day of justice arrives in America, those Gentiles who have collaborated with the Jews will get their dose of justice first.
0: All right. Well, we were just about to be back. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I like that um, that little William William Luther Pierce clip I was using there. Man, I really like that. I got there are a bunch of those Pierce clips. There's actually an archive, William Luther Pierce archive on Telegram. If you guys aren't following that, go check it out, man. That's where I get all of those things from. It's fucking badass. Uh, Also, um, go give the guys at Black Lives Matter uh, some support. uh, Black lies, black crimes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Go give the guys at Black Lives Matter some support, guys. Go give that... Black crimes matter. Holy shit! Some Black support. Black <laughs> <time>. <laughs> yeah, go give them a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Black crimes matter, dude. They do great work. That's where the um, the uh, Johnny Eagle intro comes from. I do use a lot of their shit. To be honest, man, I use a lot of their shit. They do great work, man. But yeah, man, I did. Uh, thank you, Fitness by Heather Hire. I appreciate that. Um, I did dig that up, man. If you guys want to watch it, man, I've actually. Did this a long fucking time ago. Like one of the first times I was ever on Hate House, we did this shit. Um, but yeah, man, you got the screen up there, right? Yeah. So here we go. This is uh Shaka Atmos embarrasses Hebrew Israelites exposing their ignorance in a live debate. <laughs> so I, I suggest everybody uh just like I watch No Jumper quite often for just uh, you know, um Negro Zoology. Sa netter is another one s-a-n-e-t-e-r is another youtube channel that you can watch for just a treasure trove of crazy shit like this so yeah here we go let's go let's bring it full screen i'm sorry if i pronounced
4: your name wrong brother but you know who i'm talking about this brother brought fire this brother brought passion. This brother brought pain. And the same with Shaka Utmost. He came with the fire. He came with the passion. What does and his also came with the scar. <laughs> yeah, so I forgot.
0: So that's what's going on here. The Hebrew Israelites are calling him basically a faggot for wearing his stupid faggy side lock, right? <clears throat> They're like, uh, the side lock is for a, a woman or some shit like that. So basically, you're like a tranny nigger. Uh, and and he's trying to like rebut the fact that He's not a training nigger and he can wear his side lock if he wants to. Oh
4: shit, sit back, relax, and
0: you see for yourself, man.
4: They turn everything to drill rap.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, even their weird religion.
6: (laughs) Really? (laughs) Let's (laughs) go.
0: The ancient Egypt. In the east, the both boys
7: and girls, wore the side lock of youth. A
6: long tress of hair that turned down the side of the head. This was shaved off when the child reached puberty. When the child reached puberty. <laughs> Do
0: you hear the crowd, ooh, the child reached puberty cause. they're like okay. <laughs> When the I child re-puberty, cuz... Right? So, when
6: the, when, the,
0: when the other team comes out, they, like, really fucking chimp out hard. I think if this is the same video I covered before. But, so, like, is this, like, <laughs> is this, like, the nigger version Of, like, the Christian versus pagan debate. (laughs) This is the nigger version. Yeah. (laughs) This is the (laughs) nigger version of the Christian versus pagan debate, guys. Holy shit. So, today, you a child. You a child today, brother. You a child today, my nigga. They got air horns. (laughs) They're fired off air (laughs) horns and shit in there. White, Queen Amos. Queen Amos. <laughs> <laughs> they're even saying this fucking name is a bitch's it name.
8: name.
4: It'd be fun babies, one, dude, in what, this nigga, dude. That's what, dude. The secret book of encyclopedia of ancient knowledge, nigga, says that you know they had side like side were men. And yeah, just, just whatever, just
0: it. Dude, up. could you imagine? I'm. T- I would buy a ticket. I would I would give these niggers money to be able to just go sit in there with like a camera and and just and just witness this. It would be fucking amazing. And yeah, I want to
4: I'd be there instigating it. I'd be like god damn nigga!
0: You yeah, side lock, you. Yeah, side locks are for faggot. I would shoot that nigga. I would shoot, <laughs> I would shoot though, that. Oh shit! Uh, but I also want to point this out if you look here I'm gonna go full screen so or or to the big tv so the people at home can uh see what's going on here if you look here can you see my uh cursor on screen if you can't but if you look at the picture the example they're giving it's obviously a fucking white kid look at that hair that's not a nigger's hair. It's like they're, they're, they're too stupid to realize they're showing the statue of a white child and trying to explain. And then they got some Zimbabwe nigger over here on the other side with like a, a collar around, like a, like a dog collar thing around his neck. Like one of them things that those fucking uh, weird African bitches use to like stretch their fucking neck out and shit. This little nigger's got one of those on. Obviously not the same thing. And the statue is quite, I mean, it's, it's painfully obvious. That that is the face of a white kid, just further proving that niggers were not uh, the ancient Egyptian kings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it is probably something totally different over there, right? See how he's got his head shaved and like that weird Negro mohawk. This kid over here, the white kid,
4: like a thousand slaves for
0: it. Yeah, the white kid from Egypt, the actual Egyptian kid, obviously has like shaggy hair. He's got yeah, he's got a bolka, yeah. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it's side lock. So yeah, it's obviously a fucking white kid. And uh, yeah, here we go. Let's go back to this uh, <laughs> crazy shit. Let me go back to the main thing. Yeah.
4: Niggers were always this way. They used to be like, well, you know, I'm just a nigger from Africa. Yeah, and they are P- You know,
0: well, and that's and that's where they're happiest, right? It's like, uh, you know, it's like we've talked about in the zoo, right? You can, you can give, uh, you can, you can take a tiger, right? You can take a Bengal tiger. And you can give it a hundred acres of land in America, but it's never going to be the same as it would in its natural fucking habitat. It's always going to have that separation anxiety or whatever, right? Same thing with a nigger, right? But here we go.
6: Scopes on a Roman boy with his hair in the Egyptian style with a lock of horus. You wanna know what this lock means? What? That's what the lock means. The side lock of hair was cut off and dedicated to the gods in connection with the coming of age ceremony.
4: Marking
0: the transition to adult life. It's funny how they just they make it up. Just whatever Yeah, like well I, I like how, how they Yeah, and they and they make it like a a dude. slam poetry. Right. The, the realization of the gods and blah 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 pa 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 like I said, I, I do like once we get our own, sh- once we get our shit figured out, and we and we separate from these people, I do want to work out some sort of like trade deal or or some sort of like treaty to where we can set up like surveillance cameras just to watch their behavior, right? Because they are a funny group of people, right? We cannot lie and say that the, the negro out. is not like a. <laughs> right, yeah, like a trail, like a fucking game camera. <laughs> a fucking hunting trail, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want any interaction with you guys. I don't want to hang out. I don't want you here. I just want to be able to watch your silly monkey shines, dude, because it's fucking insane. That's a modern-day Kevin
6: Young brother right there. Not a man. Next to Shaka Amos, the child. This is a weird child. Shaka Amos, is
3: cast You want to know? You
6: want to know what this lock he means? Down? You oh, can to
0: My lock. This lock is too heavy for anyone. all of you combined to not hold it together with your hands.
6: This <laughs> dreadlock is too heavy. let <laughs> Now
0: defend your lock, brother. Keep on trial. Let's go. Look, here we go. Is this, yeah, look. This is when the other crew, uh, look, everybody's going crazy. Oh, shit. Air Force. <laughs> look, there he is. Oh, shit. <laughs> Look at it they're all like giving the black power fist and shit.
4: Shaka. Okay, almost. Uh,
6: the one thing that you will find about myself, the one thing that you will find about myself is I didn't come here to entertain you. I came here to teach you.
0: <laughs>
6: have been for
0: Look at how of silly this nigger looks, man.
6: The luxury of reading and writing. It was illegal for us to read and to write in this country, and because it was illegal for us to read and to write. No, in weird country, ass,
0: has. Been. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, this is such a gay nigga. And listen to how he talks. He's got like a. It would be it possible for us to weed. And, and get an education. <laughs> yeah, he is gay as fuck, you're right. Exactly. He is one hundred percent a homosexual, dude. Uh that that nigga right there. Jail. Yeah, with his weird like uh cuff, uh his weird like rustic cuff. This <laughs> nigga's so got a rustic cuff in his hair. <laughs> with well, his weird rustic cuff in his side braid has one hundred percent sucked a dick. Uh one hundred percent.
6: Few. Many of us are playing catch up, but we don't know. It.
0: The
6: brother, I want top, who just uh,
0: gave his passionate dissertation after the rap. His passionate dissertation. If
4: I wanted to. Couldn't you see this nigger just pick the cotton all day? Right I mean,
0: yeah, it. I mean, hey, he's guys. one of those, hey, he's one of those uh, well bred. uh, you know what I mean? He's one of those ones that got bred with the biggest and healthiest of the bit. He's a big yes, buck, saying. fucking. He pick yeah, a bale a day, for sure. Yeah, a whole <laughs> cent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a buck. <laughs> yeah, that's a buck. Yeah. You went.
6: You went
0: to cuckoo. You hear? You went to cuckoo. What did you
6: saying? So here we go. Here we go. The cuckoo. You should have gone to the source and allow the people of ancient Kemet, ancient Tami, Tameri, and
0: Tawijit speak for themselves. as I am going to because I have respect for my... Yeah, that's what they call it. They call Egypt, they call it Kemet, whatever the fuck that means. I don't know. They call themselves the nation of Kemet, which I guess is the nigger Egyptian nation. I don't know. Don't what?
6: Don't in front of the speaker. Okay. Now, I'm going to let the people, the Africans of the Nile Valley speak for themselves. When I show you what I show you, I do not want you to laugh at Thank you. He, I'm serious. He did what he did out of ignorance. He is as much of a victim of our Holocaust as any of us are
0: in here. Did you hear that? Did you fucking hear what he just said? About the
4: Holocaust? Uh... <laughs> yes, he said he's just a
0: much a, just as much a victim of our Holocaust as anyone else in here. Talking about the black holocaust. Institutional Judaism, right? It's It's fucking amazing, dude. And I love how he's trying to do like that nigger sage, right? That Negro wisdom, like, oh, don't don't laugh at this young brother. Don't laugh at this young brother when I embarrass him in front of the nation. Because he's just been a victim of our Holocaust. Holy shit, dude. In his
4: mind, that was so fucking smooth.
0: Yeah, dude. That was like the earth shook. Yeah. <laughs> in My his is brain, right. when he said that, yeah, his earth shook. Women were all like, uh, "Immaculate conception happened." Every nigger right. bitch in there was pregnant with his baby as soon as those <laughs> were <laughs> <laughs> it is laughing at him
6: Simply because he was incorrect. Now we will all learn together. This is the coffin text. This is the eschatological text of ancient Kermit. Eschatological.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <ancient Gentiles laughs> he has no idea what the fuck that before word means.
6: Life before, life, and after. Now I'm going to read to you what they said. I have become greatest of the greats. You tell me if these are the words of a child. I have become greatest of the greats. I have come into being among the beings who cleared the vision of his soul eye. I. I have opened and built up the build of the image for I am one of them. I know the united arm, into which the greatest of the seas was not initiated. The hushing of the mount in the Sanook Festival, the hostile
0: acts. This nigger has no idea what he's saying what is he reading listen this is some egyptian shit he has no he doesn't even know what he's reading bro listen to this This i have opened up and built up the injured eye for i am one of them i know the ennead of on into which the greatest of seers was not initiated the hushing of the mouth in the snoot festival what the fuck
4: Nigger, I need a citation.
0: (laughs) He has no idea what any of this is. He just reads it.
4: Spell 154 Coffin Text is not a citation, nigger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. I mean,
0: he's just reading words. That's all he's doing. It
4: it says ancient Egypt in the year.
0: You know what? This is like the equivalent of me like reading a, a, a textbook on like fucking brain surgery or something. I could read off the words and maybe but I wouldn't know. I don't know about brain surgery, right? I'm just reading a t- You know what I mean? Like this nigga's retarded He's just he's just reading words. He has no idea what he's saying or or well, why I he's saying. You.
4: it He just wrote that shit.
0: No, he pulled this cuz I uh when I we covered this on uh Hate House, I pulled up some of this shit. This is from uh these ancient Egyptian coffin textbooks and shit. You can find it all over the place. But he doesn't know what it is or what it means or where it can, he's just reading it right he's it's just reading words what it, yeah
4: the text is
0: or what the snoot festival is or what an ennead of on is or f- <laughs> any of this crazy shit dude any of this
4: crazy shit
0: uh all right we're gonna finish it's up this, like this
4: random words to look that proves my point, exactly right? yes
0: exactly this is what i'm saying he's just, just saying <laughs> shit uh Oh, we're going to finish this up, and then we'll move on. Just this little piece right here. This thing's in, ah, like, 47 minutes long. We can't watch it all. We'll finish this little thing up, and we'll move on to the next thing.
6: By the destroyer, against the air on. I know why a braided lock is made for a what? A what? A what? A what?
0: A what? <laughs> it has air right there, out there. Look, his side ain't got no air horn, though. They, ain't, they aren't fucking hype like the other side. They ain't got no fucking air horn. You are now looking at the real thing, young brother. <laughs> you are now looking at the real thing. But yeah, there you go. That's the nigger version of the pagan versus Christian debate right there, man. you seen it first. Black Hebrew Israelites uh, battle with Egypt niggers. I don't even know what you call them. It be, you Kemet. Huh?
4: Want to be either of those
0: things. I just want to live in a place where I can drive. Like, obviously, I don't want to live in the city, but I don't think there's any of those like in uh, Oklahoma. I don't think there's anywhere I could drive to Lawton, Oklahoma City, or Tulsa, any of the big cities. I don't think they have these niggers out on the street corners screaming at people. I want to encounter them so bad, so bad. I want to walk up on a group of black Hebrew Israelites doing their bit. I mean, dude, I would just, I would just fucking i'd have to sit down for a second because i'd be so overwhelmed with joy i'd have to sit down and collect myself and be like okay now here's my chance to really get to interact with this fucking motherfucker because i think it would be a blast dude i think it would be a fucking blast to sit there and argue with these silly fucking niggers about their weird version of fucking <laughs> whatever that shit is that they believe uh well you are
4: a uh, a niggerologist you know
0: Dude, I'm telling you, dude. (laughs) Yes, and I, I think it would be, uh, I think it would be fun, man. I think it would be fun. Uh, so do you remember a while back? I don't know. You may not. You might have been on the show, but I don't remember if you were for sure or not. But a while back, I played a video of a of a nigger from Louisiana running for the U.S. Senate, smoking a blunt for his campaign ad. Have you seen this?
4: Yeah, and he made a new one. Have you seen the new one?
0: That's what we're, yeah, no, we're about to talk about it right now. I've got it pulled up. Yeah.
4: So, so you're talking about the old one, right? Not the new one.
0: Well, I'm just giving a little, yeah, I'm giving a little pre- uh, preface, yeah, so right? The old so one, he
4: smoked a blunt on the TV and was like, yeah, nigga.
0: Yeah. You vote yeah. for me.
4: It's like, vote for a motherfucking <laughs> um, crack dealer. OG, nigga. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like vote for a
0: crack dealer. Like right? You vote for me. Yeah, not yeah. only will we be giving out free crack pipes, but you'll have an actual crack dealer in office. <laughs> Holy shit!
4: But, yeah, but like I haven't even talked about it yet either, dude. I, I just heard about this shit. This is disgusting. the new one. Is is gay, dude?
0: It's it's uh, you know, this is just further. Uh, we're just uh, slu- slouching further towards the collapse, right? That's what this is, right? This is like uh, this is happened. the yeah, this is the bridge that's like uh, going through many many minor. Uh, structural failures until they all add up into one catastrophic failure, right? <laughs> and that's what we're learning. Like, I, like I, I used the toilet paper wick analogy a while back, and, like, that's exactly what you're seeing here. Having these drug dealer niggers, these niggers smoking pot on their fucking uh, campaign everywhere. ads, trannies, we're going to get to that next. Yeah, that's what the, the rest of this fucking show is probably going to be about tonight. It's just the slouch toward collapse. And the... Just absurdity of this fucking clown world that we live in. But yeah, a Louisiana candidate for the U.S. Senate has burned a Confederate flag in a powerful campaign. How much do you want to bet? How much do you want to bet, Mr. White Where I haven't even seen this video. I just recognized who that nigger was when I seen his face. And I was like, oh, this is blunt nigger. This is blunt mayor. Uh, That's what I said, too.
4: It's blunt nigger. It has to be.
0: And so... They say he burned a Confederate flag. How much do you want to bet he didn't even burn a Confederate flag? He probably burned a battle flag, right? He probably burned the Tennessee rebel flag, but that's not the Confederate flag. This nigga's too stupid to even know what he's talking about. The Confederate flag was, uh, it had the 13 stars and uh, three bars on it. I think there was like uh, two white and one red. I can't remember exactly how it was, but yeah, I guarantee you that's not what he burned.
4: The flag everyone knows is, is the battle flag.
0: Yes, it's not the Confederate flag. It's the Tennessee it's not- battle flag. It's the battle it's not- flag of the Tennessee rebels. Exactly. So, yeah, let's see this stupid fucking toad shenanigans.
7: They said we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. What the, the fuck?
4: Week- oh, I hate niggers.
0: Well, I'm just trying to get this thing to go full screen It's being a fucking piece of shit.
4: How about you? Oh, shit.
0: Oh, look, there's the first one. That's the smoking pot one right there. You know
4: what? I promise you. No, John, his IQ is too low. He's going to fuck up. His next video, he's going to slap a bitch.
0: Watch. Yeah, he's just going (laughs) to slap a bitch right in the fucking face. face, But this one doesn't have...
3: I can't find
0: the uh, Confederate flag one. Oh, there it is, dude. This is not going (laughs) to let me because I'm not logged in over here. What the fuck ever. (laughs) Why is this being such a piece of shit here? Let me reload the page. That's probably the problem. Let me reload the page.
4: They will fire
7: They said, we hold these truths to be said so that shit. all men are created equal. But here in Louisiana and all over the South, Jim Crow never really left, and the remnants of the Confederacy remain. In 1873, when a black man named PBS Pinchback won a U.S. Senate race, he was never seated. They claimed election fraud. The attacks against black people, our right to vote, and participate in this democracy are methodical gerrymandered districts are a byproduct of the confederacy shut Our the system fuck isn't
0: broken. up is designed
7: to do exactly what it's doing which is producing measurable hair, but... one in 13 black americans are deprived of the right to vote one in nine black americans do not have health insurance one in three black children live in poverty it's time to burn what a shave harambee on on i do believe, you the the first, again. Sure. but this time a shave harambee haram I'm Gary Chambers, and I'm running for the U.S. Senate. And I approve this message.
2: Nine, nine, nine,
4: nine, 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 nine. Yeah, he's hardcore, bro. He's like a shaft ass nigga, bro.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? I bet he wins. I bet well, that nigga well, wins.
4: He's running in an all-black area.
0: You know. I'm. I, I bet we start seeing a lot more of this. You're gonna start seeing. You know, I've talked about this before. How there are like. Uh, uh, gangster disciples and Latin kings and all of these other like high profile criminal niggers, like people who are highly tied to these criminal organizations, street gangs, drug cartels, uh, Mexican uh, people who are highly tied to drug cartels. They're all getting in office in the next oh, yeah. 15 to 20 years. Half of the U.S. Senate and, and shit like that. Half of our fucking government is going to be criminal minorities. Right, And all of these places and all of these areas where they have taken over, they're going to vote in, just like they do in their own countries, the most despotic, criminal nigger or Mexican or whatever the closest uh, to their racial makeup is. And we are going to have uh, uh, warlords in our government, 100%. Facts. What Brandon the Great says, there's your gauche negro, John Fashcroft. (laughs) Yeah. Say, yeah, gauche. Fuck me, man. (laughs) I can't believe it. Uh, Okay, so thank you very much to Finkelstein, says Fashcroft. Fun round-trip ticket to meet the nigger Hebrew Israelites in Times Square, dude. That would be amazing. If I could make that happen, uh, I would absolutely record it. That would be fucking amazing. To fly and just defined like uh what's the name of that one group israel united in christ isupc or whatever they call themselves uh but yeah man this is this is uh this is the future of american politics big fucking fat disgusting blurple niggers smoking blunts and burning the flags of our our fucking fallen uh ancestors in our face
4: Did he play for LSU or some shit.
0: I don't know anything about this. Let's read here. Probably. I guess we can read about it. Uh it say? Uh, Gary Chambers is also known for a viral video where he smokes marijuana to destigmatize its use to discuss unfair policing of drug or yeah, unfair policing of drug laws. Uh, title: Scars and I, bars. I, you know,
4: I want to see a video of him paying his child support on time. That'd be wouldn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah, I want to see. I want to see a video of a fucking the mugshots of all of his cousins and uncles and brothers yeah. that are in fucking prison for murder and drug trafficking. Yeah, That's a fucking piece of shit. Uh, I don't see anything about him playing for any fucking football team. But I really don't care to look up this sorry Probably. nigger shit. Yeah, he's a fucking yeah. piece of shit, dude.
4: You don't understand football? Uh... Football people are like heroes in the blacks. Yeah, especially like, down like there.
0: like a god, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially down there. He's definitely like a superhero <laughs> nigger. Uh, yep. But uh, for more of that, let me find this real quick. Yeah, here he is. Here's your new Department of Energy director. We'll to get to that as soon business. as this is over. Hold on just to turn a second. Your dream into something I don't know issue. if you guys have seen this, the but this is the is new... Clear. This fucking freak right here. This fu- more, yeah. These are going to be the only white people that are allowed to be politicians. Is right. absolute fucking freaks. People who are just mentally destroyed. So what? So now we've got the Jew, Rachel Levine, the penguin, is what, our health secretary, our, the four-star general of our fucking health uh, system or some shit like that? And now we've got this weird goth tranny. In as charge our, of the
4: nuclear waste.
0: Yes, in charge of nuclear waste. He's going to be dumping it into white neighborhoods. Right? He's going to force fucking white people to move in on top of nuclear waste dumps just because he's fucking mentally smoked.
4: He's probably going to ejaculate into it. This guy's a sexual predator.
0: Yes, he is. A, look at that face. Look at that, look at that fucking face.
4: Right. Look at that face he's making. That's the face. I'm a predator. I'm here to abuse. I'm here to <laughs> commit crimes. That's, that's yes. that
0: face. 100%. Look that, he, His eyes are dead. He Those are dead younger. eyes. Yes. Look at that. Holy shit.
9: Is bad. Wow. Conversion therapy harms children.
4: Looks like an albino. Conversion
0: therapy. Yeah, he does. Great point. So do you know what they mean by conversion therapy yes. for children? Talking to, kid, yeah. talking to a kid. Talking to a kid and telling them, hey, them. you're probably not gay. You're just going through a confusing time right now. Everybody goes through a weird spot in their life. Let's give it a break. Let's work through this. right? That's conversion therapy. Actually treating a fucking child's mental issues and trying to fix them and make them better. They call that fucking conversion therapy and think it's bad. They want to ban actually helping children.
4: You're not these to help people, You're the to
0: I mean, them. I'm sorry, uh, FedPost, whatever. Kick me off. of, uh, Do whatever you must. But these people got to pay. These people right here have to fucking pay.
4: They're criminals. Criminals have to pay for their crimes, you know?
9: This is fucking. I will never forget the day um, that I learned that I was just a little bit different than all of the other little boys that were um, around me. While digging through the trash, my friends and I Uh, Found a playboy. I felt myself so holy and righteous that it just didn't affect me that Wow, I had gone to church so much that this Horrible temptation which was you know making all of my friends very excited was Was useless on me and so I immediately went and tattled to my parents My father beaming with pride uh, told me that if I ever had those feelings though I should talk to him about them, and we would pray about it Right there,
4: his father ruined him. Right there at that moment.
9: Without thinking, looked at my father and said, well, I sometimes have those feelings when I think about Dale. And I just said it that matter of factly because I didn't put two and two together that what I was doing was- Who abused you? Who abused
0: you? Dude, somebody, yeah, it, yeah, I think his father probably molested him. Either that or his uncle or somebody abused this dude. You don't and that, that's not because here's the deal. I first of all, I'm gonna say I don't believe that people are really born gay. I don't. I think it's a severe mental illness and a spiritual sickness, and most of them are abused sexually, right? But some uh percentage of people aren't necessarily abused sexually but they are fucked up mentally and they never get the proper, the conversion therapy or whatever the fuck they want to call it. They never get the proper coaching and attention and, uh, and, and ass whoopings. That's it. That is a huge part of it. And discipline and structure and things like that, that help kids through these things. Right. They never get any of that. The world just plays into it and drives them further insane. So I don't believe in, uh, the idea that people are like born gay—I don't think that that's true. I think this is because of uh, uh, mental or physical severe trauma. Right. That's that's my that's my personal opinion. Um, and you even for the ones who weren't seriously physically sexually abused, like the ones that we you want know, to call like quote unquote a normal gay, like the 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 faggots that wear like khakis and polo shirts and try to present themselves as normal dudes, right? Those guys, the ones that the, the example, the very, very, very rare example that, that fucking Jews try to throw in your face as like a normal gay couple, the very rare example, they don't end up like this guy, right? They're not like, and they're still, they're fucked up mentally and they still aren't as fucked up as this guy. So he was abused. He was physically abused severely because of how he fucking ended up. You don't end up in a goth fucking wedding dress with your head shaved looking like a fucking demon. Without severe abuse.
9: Say that, like, hitting Sam isn't working. Um, We need to do something more scientific. And that was when we found conversion therapy.
0: Look at that ridiculous, like, gauntlet thing he's wearing around his neck.
4: Just to spite everyone, he's antisocial. society this is his
0: payback you know Way electric shocks kid he's fucking lying he is lying. this is a lie i'm going to go back a little bit this is a, just a fucking lie yeah, inducing vomiting nausea like, uh, or paralysis uh, work, bro. Like Get the, the fuck out of here yeah they're trying to vo- they're trying to paralyze the faggot <laughs> yeah they're going to paralyze the faggot out of me with electrical shocks to the point of the vomit Fuck you, dude. The local it's, church is doing this shit. Holy yeah, shit. fuck off, faggot. That's I not what conversion is. therapy is. Conversion therapy is literally just going and seeing a therapist and them telling you that you're just fucking a little weird. You're no, not a tranny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's like they cut the what they really do, bro. What they really do. When they when they do conversion therapy, they cut the top of your head off, bro, and they take your skull off, and they insert electrodes into your brain, and they try to rewire your brain, bro. That's what they actually do. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. My parents gay fucking neck gauntlet necklace.
9: Telling them that they could change their child into an all-American boy,
0: and in the end, and look, you can tell he's still he still wants to be like. He just wants to be a freak, right? Because like, if you wanted, to, like, let's just let's just entertain the idea that this is a serious thing, right? I mean, I know it's not, but let's just entertain the idea that this might be a fucking serious thing. If you wanted to be a bitch, faggot, you'd have hair. You'd at least be wearing a wig. You've got your head shaved with a fucking mustache, dude. Moustache, you faggot. just want to be a freak. You're fucked yeah. up, and he you need you, people off. you need conversion therapy. Quite frankly, you need conversion therapy. Kill no,
4: he should yeah. go to a labor camp.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You're right. Yes. He should be just locked away. Look, and of course, of course. Surrounded by niggers. Of course. Is this Jew? Is he Jewish? He might be a Jew. Remember Rosenbaum? No, Rosenbaum, right? If we remember Rosenbaum, the one that got that uh that Kyle took care of. He looked very similar to this Jew, a short, little gingery, uh semi Irish. Yeah. Uh let's see. Let's see. Sam Brenton. You got it. Oh, yeah, let's see.
9: The Trevor Project recently released a survey that found two out of three LGBTQ youth said someone has tried to change their sexual orientation or gender identity. Yeah, they're trying to help you not be a fucked said up person. Worth in formalized conversion therapy, and,
0: and zero percent reported being shocked. Seven
9: percent of transgender. And non binary youth who've experienced conversion therapy have attempted suicide this past year alone. They were going to do that anyway. They probably would
0: have done done it sooner. I can't do this anymore. I cannot. I cannot with this fucking faggot, dude. Yeah, these people have to pay. Yeah, I didn't get that part of that video. Yeah, I just, it was too much, man. It was too 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 much. Uh, Yeah, these people have to pay. These, these, I mean, this is a a a a slight against God, the behavior they exhibit. You know what I mean? It's fucking disgusting, dude. And the
4: thing is, it's like, it's fucking like, it's disgusting. Not individual he judges societies. You know, we're sitting here allowing this. We're gonna get the wrath. You know?
0: Yeah, that's it. You're one hundred percent right. Uh, God has no time for the men who for the people who can't save themselves. Right? Uh, yeah, man. That's it. We are to carry out God's will. We're not... You know, that's the thing we've talked about before, Mr. White, to remember people with this uh, savior complex thinking that God is is going is, is supposed to solve all of their problems and make yeah. it all better. No, God gives you the strength and the wisdom and, and and the drive to fix these problems yourself. You are supposed to be his instrument on earth. Like, quit expecting somebody to solve the fucking issues for you. you. That's absolutely correct, man. And we... You know, I actually... Uh, A long time ago, I was talking with Boer Jack, and it was uh, when they were tearing down a a statue, one of the statues, and he was like, John, you know, and he was asking me a rhetorical question. He didn't really, he was trying to get exactly what he got from me. He was asking me a rhetorical question. He says, why are they doing this, John? Why are they over there tearing down the statues to the heroes of your country? And I was real simple, uh, Jack. They do it because we let them. We do it because we let, they do it because we let them. And that's it right there that's fucking it uh, let's see what else we got I have some other shit that I wanted to talk about I think we're almost done here Um, nobody gives a fuck about that nobody gives a fuck about that oh Bob Saget uh, not really I just want to kind of touch on this a little bit uh, was found dead with fucking skull fractures so was he yeah, beat to yeah. death
4: he slipped into the banana it wasn't no coronavirus and shit vaccines
0: Bob Saget died due to blunt head trauma, according to Officer multiple head fractures.
4: He'd slipped on the banana twice. At the he
0: got back it. of his back head, back head and around of his eyes, likely as a result from falling backwards, the report found.
4: Several times.
0: <laughs> the authorities determined that Bob passed away from head trauma. Saget family said in hit by hit the back of his head on something, thought nothing of it, and went to sleep. No drugs or alcohol were involved.
4: He's probably
0: going to say something. Wait, what? Wait, what? They say that he has multiple skull fractures around his eyes and on the back of his head. Yeah, I didn't know that. And this is their explanation. Listen to this. He was beaten to death. (laughs) He was absolutely beaten to death. Listen to this. Multiple skull fractures around his eyes and the back of his head. They have concluded that he hit the back of his head on something, thought nothing of it, and then went to sleep.
4: Slip, fell, Nigger, but,
0: you don't you crack talk. your fucking skull <laughs> in multiple places and think nothing of it and go to bed. Like, holy shit. Like, why did they kill this Jew? Was he about to come out with some Epstein shit? Because he's 100% a Jew.
4: You know what? You know what? Maybe a higher up Jew was like fucking him and got carried away or something.
0: Yeah, they were doing like some weird Jewish sex ritual.
4: Yeah, and he, he's a lower level nobody. He just got like whatever, you know?
0: Maybe. Yeah, I know he's in uh, Mises says he's an extra degenerate kike. Yeah, 100%. Uh, something fucking weird happened right there, man. Something fucking weird happened. Yeah, some Jew pulled his fucking card for whatever. You
4: see, you see how they release it to let the others know to stay in line?
0: Yeah. We will like,
4: literally release an autopsy saying you got your head cracked and nothing Yeah, gonna
0: happen. <laughs> We will tell the world. We will tell the world that your head, your skull was fractured in multiple places front and back, the back of his head and around his eyes. <laughs> and then we'll tell people you bumped your head and you know, just you know, went to bed remember, not thinking nothing. All about. <laughs> the
4: Jews give these people black eyes. Remember the weird black eye call?
0: Yeah. 100%, 100% man. man.
4: It's like the black eye or the broke eye, you know? He got the broke guy.
0: Holy shit. We got a question from the chat from Brother Finkelstein. Says, question for White Tuber. In your video today about the faggot ginger, you showed a faggoty BDSM furry photos. That was not really the same guy, right? Very funny either way. It is
4: the same guy. Johnny, that guy that you were talking about, uh, the the, the waste The Department of Energy, yeah. Yeah. Look up the picture. He, like, fucks this guy in the ass who like dresses as a dog, bro. It's like
3: <laughs> Here. Hold on, let me <laughs> find pretty... this. Yeah,
4: here, uh, uh you on Telegram, right? Look at this picture. This was from a fucking news story that I uh, found about it. They attached this to it. Here. It's a picture.
0: Let me see. If it's I... Pretty
4: gay. Yeah. Uh there. It yeah, is. yeah look. This, it. this is him and his lover.
0: Yeah, let me pull There's it up him. here on Telegram real quick. Yeah.
4: Yeah, this is him on the left and his lover. Good point, Finkelstein. Look at that, dude.
0: Is that really him?
4: It's on the left. Look at his face.
0: Holy shit, dude. Hold on, Chad. I'm saving this. You guys have to see this shit.
4: Yeah, I know, right? What the fuck?
0: Holy shit.
4: That's the shit I've ever seen, dude. So he's like a super degenerate, bro. That's right. He's like a super extra degenerate.
0: So this is going to look kind of weird guys because I'm just going to pull it up in the middle of the thing but I you guys have to see this. Uh if you didn't see it on Tubers show today you got to see this shit. This is fucking bizarre.
4: This can't be right, man. This is such This a
0: disgrace. This motherfucker. This fucking freak is in your government. This fucking freak is in your government. And there are still silly bastards out there that think that their government is worth like trying to, to, to co-opt and circumvent and, and infiltrate. Like When things like this, when demons and beasts like this exist in your government, it's, all, it's over. It's, it's done. It has to be burned to the ground. It has to be burned to the ground. This faggot shit is what brings down nations every time. Yeah, you know, end, I, the, end of the line. Yeah, every time, you know, Rome. You know, we've heard about it uh, at nauseum. This is what happens. Mouse utopia, even in the mouse utopia experiment, this is what happens at the at the, at the final stage of the there. degeneration of a society. Rampant homosexuality. It is a sign of the fucking end, dude. It is a sign of the fucking end. Rampant homosexuality. We have turned away from God. And yeah, it all has, that is why collective action is so important. That is why getting active and in real life, building your local communities, building white social support networks, building a parallel structure underneath this rotten fucking husk of a country is our number one goal. More so than anything else is building those relationships and those structures and those support networks for one another. Because that's what we need, guys. That's what we need more than anything. We need unity, we need cohesion, and we need support networks. And that is our primary goal. That is goal number one for us as as white dissidents in this country right now is collectivizing, strategizing, and networking, and building something underneath what what, what this 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 rotten system, right? But, man, brother, uh, I think, man, we're pretty close to the end of it here. Uh, I mean, real quick, we can talk about this real quick. Uh, let's see what you think about this, man. I don't really know what to make of it, because here's my opinion on these things, right? My opinion, uh, and this mostly uh, this mostly uh, relates to China, this opinion that I'm about to give. This is mostly a, a, an opinion relating to China. My opinion on these big saber-rattling wars is that, um, especially when it comes to the U.S. and China, they will never actually go to war with one another because their economies are so interdependent. But I was looking at this thing a while back, and Russia's economy actually uh, isn't that much, right? It's not that much of the world economy. You know, U.S. and China basically make up pretty close to half of the entire world's economy, right? And Russia isn't that much. So I could actually see us financially being able to Go to war with Russia. I don't know if militarily we could sustain it, but there's some uh, wild shit. Have you seen this? Uh, oh. Telling uh, any Americans to, in Ukraine to get out within the next 48 hours?
4: Hey, I, think oh, something's my. Gonna happen.
0: I don't. Street my gut feeling is no, is bro. Right? That's always been my gut feeling about these huge world powers that have the ability to, like, destroy the Earth. I think most of their saber rattling is fear porn to keep people uh scared and, and on the air, you know what I mean, and, and distracted and shit. But um man You never you never fucking know, bro. Like like I said, when I looked at that thing, I'll see if I can't bring that thing up and I'll show that diagram real quick before we get out of here. The the relationship of world economies. But I mean you never know with that fucking uh crazy fucking senile old fuck joe biden and that crazy nigress in there you never know what could really happen man i always my first gut instinct is like no these world powers aren't going to fight each other it, it costs them they will suffer more than they would ever win right uh financially and, and all that shit so there we, go. we want to be th-
8: crystal clear on this point any american in ukraine should leave as soon as possible and in any event in the next 24 to 48 hours we obviously cannot predict the future We don't know exactly what is going to happen. But the risk is now high enough, and the threat is now immediate enough, that this is what prudence demands. If you stay, you are assuming risk, with no guarantee that there will be any other opportunity to leave, and no prospect of a U.S. military evacuation in the event of a Russian invasion. If a Russian attack on Ukraine proceeds, It is likely to begin with aerial bombing and missile attacks that could obviously kill civilians without regard to their nationality. A subsequent ground invasion would involve the onslaught of a massive force. With virtually no notice, communications to arrange a departure could be severed and commercial transit halted. No one would be able to count on air or rail or road departures once military action got underway. Now, again, I'm not standing here and saying what is going to happen or not happen. I'm only standing here to say that the risk is now high enough and the threat is immediate enough that prudence demands that it is the time to leave now.
0: So there's that. And then we got one more thing I want to play. I think I got it. Yeah. Here's fucking Putin just totally flexing on France. He's like, I got your fucking president over here begging me. To chill out you know what i mean basically and he and i'm gonna play this and i want you i want you to tell me what this reminds if if this reminds you of anything uh real quick finkelstein says facts texas has a larger gdp than russia yeah we're gonna look at it here in a second it's wild i always just assumed uh out of ignorance that russia had a lot bigger economy world economy than they actually have but uh also thank you very much pagan bear says putin is a former student of the world economic forum just like trudeau if there is a war, it is to kill the people. If there is a war, it's to kill white people, like I believe the previous wars were about. Yeah, 100%, bro. I, I do not disagree with that at all. Uh, so here we go. Here's Putin just totally fucking flexing nuts. Uh, it's getting kind of sketchy. And I want you to tell me if this kind of reminds you because it reminded me of something the, the moment I heard it. But let's see. What you, we're going to have to read it. I guess I can read it out for y'all. I'll read the uh, subtitles or whatever. Son of a bitch! God, that's so fucking irritating. Uh,
8: here we go. I want to stress it one
0: more time. I've been saying it, but I very much want you finally hear me and deliver it to your audience in print, TV, and online. Do you, do you understand it or not that if Ukraine joins NATO and attempts to bring Crimea back by military means, the European countries will be automatically pulled into a war conflict with Russia? Of course, NATO and Russia's potentials are incompatible. Or incomparable, I'm sorry. We understand it. But we also understand that Russia is one of the leading nuclear states and by some modern components even outperforms many there will be no winners. And you will be pulled into this conflict against your will. You won't even have time to blink your eye when you execute Article 5, collective defense of NATO members. Mr. President Macron, of course, doesn't want this. And I don't want it. And I don't want it, which is why we're here for six hours torturing me. So, boom, there you have it right there. He's telling them, like, look, well, I yeah. you know what he said there was really was really uh, important if you pay attention to what he's saying there because he's like he's essentially saying like look I know I'll lose I know yes you're right that the forces of NATO out uh, outweigh our forces I know I'll lose but what you don't understand is we got a lot of nukes and there will be no winner we'll fuck shit up uh, and then he's talking about how Macron is is like torturing him for six hours begging him to like chill out and shit so. I don't know, man. There's a lot of, uh, of saber-rattling going on on both sides. But like I said, a lot of times I think it's just that. It's just saber-rattling. You know what I mean? Uh, because I, I, like I said, I don't know that these people can afford to go to war with one another. But then again, like I said, I came across this. Let me find it. I know I've got it up in here. Uh, not too far up here in my shit. I'll find it real quick. uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Let me find this real quick. Sorry, guys. I want to pull this up on the screen so everybody can check this out because it is pretty, uh, pretty interesting to look at. Yeah, but
4: this. the Russians took it from the fucking uh, Crimean Tartars, which were fucking Muslims, in 1783, which was like uh, six years after our American Revolution. And they had it until 1954 when the Soviet government gave it to Ukraine. So it's kind of bullshit and it kind of doesn't matter to Russia.
0: It, it was theirs. Ex- exactly. That is part of Russia. Yeah. They only, it was almost like, and that's exactly what I wanted to point out. This is, it, it is, to me, maybe I'm wrong, but for me personally, this is strikingly similar to the way Hitler was talking before World War II like, hey, look, leave me the fuck alone. I'm just going to get my shit back. And if you fuck with me, we're gonna tear shit up. I don't want that. You know, what was it? Over 20 something, 27 or some shit? Peace offerings that Hitler gave to the Europe, telling them over and over, I don't want this fight. Don't let these Jews pull you into this shit. I don't wanna do this. Quit fucking around. And this is the same thing uh Putin's doing. It, it, it seems that way to me anyway. Maybe I'm naive, but that's the way it seems to me. Uh where the fuck is this thing at?
4: Anybody can do shit. Promise you.
0: Yeah, that's that, that's my, uh, that's, that's my they, uh that's my uh gut reaction too is like this is all just they shit. They've been talking. taking it
4: for like five years now, haven't they? Remember? Crimea?
0: Well yeah, yeah that's I mean, the same thing. That, fucking TV. Yeah. that that's the same thing I said about uh Taiwan or whatever the fuck it is that, that China's bitching about. I said this shit when all that was going on, like yes. China's gonna take Taiwan. They're going to. China's gonna go in and take Taiwan. And America's not gonna do shit. Same thing with this. Russia's <laughs> gonna take Crimea, and America ain't gonna do a fucking thing. These are just my opinion. This is just my gut. Uh, it's up feeling.
4: America, in certain ways, because like people always say, like America did this. Well, a lot of times it was the Jews. Like, like me and you didn't fuck China up. It was the Jews was this right, motherfucker yeah. that tore China's ass apart. Yeah. The system
0: you know right yeah, the American yeah. system, not the American yeah. people, it that's that's you're right, bro. that's a very important distinction to draw. You're 100 percent right. That is a very, very important it's distinction to draw too
4: you know
0: So in the overall world economy, the United States make up two, uh, 22.94 trillion, China makes up 16.86 trillion, and Russia only makes up 1.65 trillion. So, you know what I mean? Like you can't like I uh China and the US obviously could not go to war with one another financially. The world couldn't take that. Like either if either one of those economies fall, the whole world's fucked. Right? We all know that. That's just like basic economic shit. So, that's why I always said that about US and China, but I think uh if Russia fell, I don't really think that would <laughs> I don't think that would bother anybody to be honest. Uh maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, man. But anyhow, man. What were you going to say,
4: Bubba? Russia is just an organized crime state like Mexico. Yeah. You know? Except for the Jewish mafia over there.
0: Yeah, yeah. That is one thing that's about, like, yeah, Putin is 100% like a philo-Semite. That is something that people have to remember. Putin loves him Jews. Uh, I mean, he did make orthodoxy the official, like, religion of Russia or whatever, but still he's still a philo-semite he's not based he's not our guy he's just he's a, a philo-semite yeah he's a philo-semite you know he's like the uh he's like the what's that fucking jew's name uh Kofnes. Nathan Kaufness, the jew that's running like the american conservative party who's trying to be like this radical nationalist jewish version of nationalism in the in the conservative party uh Nathan Kaufness is his name um this motherfucker is just like the, he's like the nation, the Nathan Kaufness of, uh, of, of Russia, right? That, that's the kind of nationalism he has, is the, the Nathan Kaufness fucking Jewish nationalism of Russia. That's all he is. That's all he is.
4: Yeah, he's a KGB agent and the whole nine.
0: Yeah, he's a fucking, yeah. But anyhow, man, we're, uh, we're a little bit even past the two hour mark, man. So uh, you got anything you want to say on the way out of
4: here, brother? I guess so.
0: Yeah, it was really fun, dude. Thank you for coming on, man. It's always uh, fun to have you on and, and throw the shit back and forth with you, man. So, yeah, guys, I hope y'all enjoyed that man crazy shit. Uh Piper actually sent me some more information on the Sesame Street uh MK Ultra nigger. So, I'm going to look a little bit further into that and if it's if it's uh some stuff that I didn't cover, we might do a little a little uh brush up uh segment on a on a future episode. Uh guys, if any of you all have um, like image, video editing skills, please give me a shout. I need somebody to make me like three, just 30 second or so, maybe not even that, maybe 10 or 15 second bumpers because I want to break my show down into segments. I have three particular segments I want to make the show into, possibly four, but I may be able to use one of the graphics uh, interchangeably with the other one. Uh... Anyhow, I was reading Mr. Clean Open. Um, But, yeah, um, if any of you guys have any experience with that, please give me a shout, man. I, really appre- I would really appreciate it, and I'll see if I can't uh, help you out in some way or whatever. But, guys, uh, as always, man, I appreciate you being here, man. Thank you very much for coming out, man. God bless you all. And, as always, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. One people, one struggle. Have a great night, family.
6: You, fuck you. You're cool.
2: And fuck you. I'm out. They look high. They'll look everywhere we go, but when the sinners find us, we won't hide. They'll come loud and they'll come fast, but we shoot first and we can last. Keep your rifle by your side. Children in their sights, but if they don't have faith, their eyes are blind. They can scream and they can shout, but they can never smoke us out. Keep your eyes.